0: Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett, and I am passionate about helping others live a high-vibe lifestyle so that they're able to feel their absolute best. I am a self-help author as well as a certified general life coach and law of attraction practitioner. I specialize in both trauma recovery and mindset coaching. You can learn more about my work and my weekly blog by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com or to make it easier, just myfirstandlastname.com. I am so happy you've joined me here today for this High Vibe podcast episode. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive in. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to this very special High Vibe podcast episode. So, I say this is a special episode because this is my 20th High Vibe podcast episode today, which I am totally shocked about. It seems like just yesterday I had randomly decided to record my first podcast episode. So, today when I realized I was already 20 episodes in, I was absolutely thrilled and so excited. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who tune in to listen to these episodes that I create. do hope that these are serving you and that you guys are finding value in them. And really just thank you for being on this journey with me. I have so much appreciation for each and every one of you. So with that being said, this is also a really exciting episode because I'm welcoming a really special guest today. Pamela Savino is coming to the show to talk about her new book Soar, which is now available worldwide on Amazon. Pamela is pursuing her spiritual calling with an unparalleled fervor. She relentlessly helps others find their voice speak their truth, and live authentically via several modalities. She's the founder of Live Authentically, a life coaching business, author of SOAR, and she recently started a podcast called The Live Authentically Show, whose guests include other people who are also committed to playing a role in raising collective consciousness and helping people discover the essence of who they are. She is also an advocate for plant-based eating and partners with others to spread the plant-based message internationally. Her wish for everyone in this world is that we all live deeply fulfilling and authentic lives achieving this goal often requires radical change and she is vowing to embody embrace and model this change to inspire others to find their own voice and leave this world a better place than they found it I am so excited to welcome her to the show today we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to jump right in with Pamela well welcome Pamela to the show I'm so happy to have you here today thank you thank you Thank you. It's such an
1: honor to be here.
0: So I'm just going to dive right in. I did have the pleasure of reading the majority of your book already. I actually received it perfect timing right before I was going on a trip. So it made a really nice travel companion for my flights and everything. Um, And I do want to say I absolutely love your book. So much wonderful information. It really, I think I mentioned this to you, but I love the way you can just open any page up and just like get such valuable information off every single page. So I really, really loved it just to let you know, starting out.
1: I appreciate
0: it. So in your book, you write about having intuitive abilities. When did you First, discover this gift and how do you use this in your work?
1: Yeah, so I first
0: discovered this gift um,
1: back when I was 16. You know, that was my most vivid memory. I was working at a family owned pizza place, and a co worker had asked me to go out after work that night. And I said, As much as I would love to, I said, I have a really sinking feeling right now. I feel like something really bad is happening in my family. And literally within minutes, my mom's best friend scurried into the restaurant and said, Honey, you need to come with me. Your dad's been in a really bad accident. And she took me to the hospital. He was um in he was hit by a car. He was he was bike riding. He was hit by a car on his bike. And um the chances of him living were very, very slim. So I knew when I was in the restaurant, I said, This is just isn't my head was you know, already swirling. I mean, my thoughts were swirling. My head was spinning. I knew it was, was not going to be good. Um, so that was my first vivid memory of having an intuitive ability. And fast forward, I mean, I've experienced many, many, many stories along those lines over the years. But how do I use the intuition in my work? I allow spirit to speak through me. So I feel so connected with myself and with the universe that I trust that I'm going to be given the wisdom that I need in every moment. So I just, I show up from that authentic place, from that heart centered place, from that soul connected place and trust that the wisdom and knowledge will come through me at exactly the time that I need it. And, you know, it never fails. I used to have a little bit of anxiety about, you know, what if I don't get the answers when I need them? Or will I know what to say? And now I live in a place of complete trust filled knowingness that the universe will never let me down. It always has my back. It always delivers exactly when I need it to.
0: I love That. And I think it's so true. Can you just tell us a little bit about it here before I get too much into these questions? Because I want to let my listeners know exactly what your book is about and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My book is called SOAR, S O A R, and it's an experiential spiritual journey through a very transformative event in my life, which was my divorce process. Um, I had been planning to write a book for years, but I never knew exactly what the content would be, how, when, well, you know, the universe always has grander plans in mind. It always knows the magnitude of the catalyst um, to drop in our lives to get us to really step into our purpose. And it was during my divorce process that I stepped into my purpose. I realized what it is that I was called to do. I wanted to be a spiritual life coach. And I, I learned so many little nuggets of wisdom over the years from the universe that I decided I wanted to consolidate those and present those to the world in the form of a book. So I felt the pull very early on to write a book early on in my divorce process because I was determined to do it differently. You know, I think society conditions us to think the divorce has to be filled with separatism and animosity and contentiousness. And I decided to take a spirit led soul based approach to the divorce process. And I welcomed it and I, I viewed it as a, um, an opportunity to learn and grow. And I was committed to making it a transformative experience. So I wanted to take my experience and share it with the world so that other people could navigate it through you know, a soul-based place as well.
0: Wow. That's so powerful and so important because you really are right. Like we have the stigma around divorce and almost like we failed at something or we, you know, we didn't do a good enough job to keep that relationship intact. And kind of like you said, that negative. So I really did love that about your book as well, that really positive take, because I think whether it's divorce, or whether it's any challenge we face, we have a choice in that moment to focus on the negative or the positive. And I really loved how you really enforce that message that there's always a positive, no matter what situation you're in, there are positives, even if those positives are simply that you're learning through these lessons, and that you're going to take that information. So I thought that was such a powerful aspect of your book.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: So on that topic, um, what spiritual tools did you lean on to navigate through your divorce with grace and compassion?
1: The spiritual tools. So um, one of the first things I did was I made sure I was surrounded by um, people, like-minded people, people who shared my belief system. So I have close friends who are spiritual and, you know, there's a certain language associated with spirituality and, you know, they, on a daily basis, um, we're able to reinforce a lot of the beliefs that I had and help me navigate it. Um, I did work with a therapist throughout my divorce process, who helped me stay focused on on growth. And um, you know, other than that, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty much a back to the basics kind of person. I don't have a super sophisticated spiritual practice. I do have a spiritual practice, but I like to stay um, focused on the things that are simplistic and the things that are always accessible to me, such as meditation you know just meditation just taking time out to connect with myself every day time in solitude journaling, walking in nature, you know, going within. I think that is the biggest thing that I did throughout my journey is to just go within and ask spirit for answers and pay attention to the signs. You know, just sit quietly to myself with myself and listen to my intuition. You know, really get familiar with what that inner voice sounds like and pay attention and listen. And when I'm out and about, you know, be aware of signs the universe is always communicating to us. So synchronicities was a huge part of my journey, paying attention to those and realizing that the universe is always communicating with me. And that if I pay attention to the signs and follow the universe's leads and the arrows this way and the arrows that way, it will lead me to, um, it will lead me along the right path.
0: I love that. So really just, you know, living by that guidance and faith, really, I really, really agree. Couldn't agree more with that in general, when we live kind of like that, if the universe brings to us things we didn't even know we're really meant for us. And it's always such a beautiful surprise.
1: I I just stayed in a place of surrender. You know, I just said, rather than trying to drive, you know, universe, show me every day. I said, just show me what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be. And it really was very freeing to be able to release control Maybe control is fear-based. I I lived in that place for years and I just had to let go. And that was hard at first, but once I let go and trusted, then everything just started to unfold organically.
0: Yeah. I think that's so important because we tend to resist letting go. I think because like you said, it's that control. We're trusting ourselves more than we're really trusting the universe. And there is that fear of what about if I let this go and then everything falls apart. But I think that's kind of that leap that this path asks everyone to take at some point point to really make that jump without having or knowing where that's going to lead you. And I think that's just a beautiful aspect, but I agree. I think surrender is so huge. Like every day, I find that I'm called to surrender all, in all places. So what advice would you offer to someone who's going through a divorce and wanting to maintain a positive mindset? I
1: think The most powerful thing that I did is, you know, I asked myself every single day, how can I learn from this? What is this trying to teach me? What is the lesson in this? And that allowed me to reframe every experience, especially the challenging ones, and see it as a growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because without that mindset, without that that, um, commitment to remaining in that growth-based mindset, it is very, very easy to get pulled down into lower vibrational energies and lower vibrational emotions you know, in a divorce scenario, there's plenty of opportunity for pointing the finger and blaming and guilting and shaming and all of that, those lower vibrational energies. And it's a constant practice and it's a commitment to stay in those higher vibrational energies, such as peace and forgiveness and trust and faith and knowingness and connection and honesty and compassion, empathy. I mean, the list goes on. That's where we want to be. And how do we stay there? How do we, you know, when we fall in those lower vibrational places, how do we get there by asking ourselves, how can we learn from this? You know, why is this, you know, not why is this happening to me, but again, what can I learn from this? How can this help me move forward? this. And that I challenged myself every single day. There were days where I had to dig really deep and find a lesson and reframe it. And it forced me to step into someone else's shoes and see it through, you know, my former husband's lenses, for example. And and when we when we do that, when we force ourselves to see it from another's perspective, you know, have that open-mindedness Then that's when we really um, step into a place of expansion. When we realize that, you know, it's not our way is not the only way, you know, there are other ways to get to, you know, a desired outcome. And it's really, it's amazing. And it's, again, it's very freeing. I felt completely freed and liberated during the process when I did this, because I was no longer trying to force my agenda, force a square peg in a round hole. Girl, I released control. And I just, I learned that just life is just so much sweeter when we just, when we release control and always look for the lessons.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's so true. It's like we resist kind of giving up that control, but then that resistance is truly what creates all of these problems. And once we're able to surrender that, it's amazing how life takes on that easy flow. Things that were once hard are really just falling into place. And I think that's so key. So what about, how would you suggest someone kind of maintaining this mindset if they're in that place and they really want to approach their divorce with this kind of like mindful attitude, but they're ex-partner isn't there with them? Like how can they kind of deal with someone else's energy who might not be on that same page, who's kind of in those lower vibrational energies?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's such a common scenario. You know, we're each on our own individual journeys and we evolve at different paces. So it would be the rare exception that two people would be on that On that same growth trajectory um, progressing at the same pace so we see this disparity all the time Um, the main thing there is to first and foremost remember that we are all on our own individual journeys and each person each soul has come here with predetermined lessons to master so it's so important to stay focused on ourselves and stay in our lane and just become a silent observer in other people's realities you know so many times during the divorce process as the Spiritual teacher, as the one whose you know soul is set on fire by growth and transformation, I wanted to like teach and show and and be the you know the master and the guru. And one of my friends at one point said, "Stop, stop teaching," and you know that was an that was you know an aha moment for me, and that was a, a huge pivot in my spiritual development. Because it made me realize it was a great reminder that, you know, we each have our own work to do Mm -hmm. in a very different place and he has different lessons to learn. And um, for the people who are experiencing um, negative energies from other people, I would have to say it's very important to remain, you know, to stay protective of your energy field, you know, as you do work to elevate yourself and stay in that high vibration, maintain boundaries you know, honor yourself, make sure you hold yourself in high regard, make sure others value you, make sure others live up to the standards that you have. And if they don't either, you know, be assertive, you know, let them know that, Hey, this doesn't work for me. You know, this isn't okay. The way that you're speaking to me, isn't okay. And lay down some pretty serious boundaries and then give them the chance to honor those boundaries. And to the extent that you can, you know, I always tell people then, you know, it's, Sometimes we have a choice to leave certain spaces, right? Obviously in a divorce process, we don't, we have to stay there until the end to kind of work things out, but you can still honor yourself along the way by articulating boundaries, articulating your standards and being super protective of your energy field. And there's some energy work we can do around that in terms of just envisioning, you know, envisioning ourselves in this, you know, light, this bright, light, white, and, you know, this bubble and, um, and really just not giving other people permission to permeate
0: our high energy. Right. And I think also just not giving your power away. People cannot disempower us. We are the only ones that give that away and allow that disempowerment. I had that same learning lesson and really had to be mindful of how often I was just offering people advice that they weren't asking for, which in its yeah. way is intrusive on their boundaries as well. And so it's really learning to honor other people's boundaries and like like you said, just be that silent witness holding that space for them to learn because you know we can tell people a million things that we see from our perspective but until they've seen it and experienced it those lessons kind of fall into fears well besides your amazing book how else do you help support others in the work that you do
1: so i am a spiritual life coach so i work with individuals and i Um, Pretty soon here, we're going to be, I'm going to be moving into group coaching. So I'll be working with group. Um, I have my own podcast called the Live Authentically Show, and that's on Spotify and Google and Apple Podcasts. And do have plans for future books? I have a Facebook group. So yeah, so lots of, uh, lots of exciting things going on in many ways that, you know, I get to help people. I, you know, I'd love to have a variety of offerings um, just so that people have flexibility and variety and, in you know, connecting with my services.
0: Perfect. And then where could my listeners go if they want to learn more or book services with you or learn about the work you're doing? Where's the best place for them to go?
1: Best place is my website. That is liveauthentically.today. And that's got links to um, my book. It's got um, information, more about information about um, individual coaching and the work that I do, um, my podcast, my, I've, got, I've got some blogs up there. So that is the best uh, kind of one-stop shop place to check me out.
0: And then your book is available on Amazon, correct? Is it available worldwide as well?
1: Amazon, um, yes. Yeah, so you can go right to Amazon. It's on audiobook, um,
0: Kindle, and paperback. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. This has been wonderful. And I know that your book is going to help a lot of people, not just those that are going for, through divorce. But honestly, having read the book, I can say that there's valuable information for anyone who is just on this spiritual journey and wanting to face challenges a little bit more in that positive mindset. Thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed my 20th High vibe. Podcast episode today. And don't forget, you can find Pamela's book worldwide on Amazon. Have a wonderful day, and whatever you're up to, I am sending each and every one of you so much love.